Hi, how's it going? It's going pretty well over here. How's it going with you? I'm doing all right. I'm pretty excited to be here today to do our third episode. Yeah, our third real episode. Our third real episode. Our episode zero was originally just a test episode, but I put it online anyway. Yeah, why not? Why not? Are you bleeding? A little bit. Would you like to tell the people what happened to you? The cat got me. He was being so cute and so purry, and we wanted to do the podcast with him, but instead, he attacked John and got him with a claw. Yeah, it happens. It happens? Yeah, it comes with the territory of cats. There's only one cat in the house that likes to do this, but he's also the biggest, purriest boy. Yeah. And you never know when he's going to do it. No, but we still let him because he's so soft and so purry. <laughs> that is, of course, our darling Loki, the darling of the show. So today we have quite the treat, John. Oh, yeah? I... Yes, and it's not just the delicious beer you're drinking. What are you drinking today? Um, Escanaba Black Beer from Upper Hand Brewing. Now, is that a local beer? Yeah. Yeah, they're about, uh, I don't know, three-hour drive away. Did you hear that, folks? They're a boot, a three-hour drive away, because we live in almost Canada. Almost. <laughs> I'm drinking a Guinness because they are delicious, and that's a very brief Brewer's Brews. We have a little bit extra of, of a treat at the end for Brewer's Brews. But no, our exciting adventure in today is going to be a list of our top five jump scares. Yes, I'm excited about this. I kind of didn't do the homework correctly, I think, but I think that you'll forgive me. So the plan is that I'm going to tell you mine, and you're going to show me yours. And then after we do our jump scares, we are going to be watching the movie The Gate. From 1987. 1987. An old favorite of mine. Yes, and we mentioned it last time, and I realized afterwards that I was thinking of a different movie, and I'm really excited to see this movie. Yeah, this is one that I've, I haven't watched in probably at least 30 years, but I loved it when I was a kid. Now, can I assume that it is a gate to hell? That it is a gate to hell. Yeah, I, I hope that we're not just pushing ourselves in a particular <laughs> pigeonhole of a very niche type of movie or of a movie review podcast. No, it's a very happy coincidence. Yes. Well, Gates to Hell are really fun. Supernatural, as I said last week, uh, plays around with some Hellgates as well. Yeah. Uh, they dabble. They dabble in Hellgates. So John's going to play me these jump scares and you're going to figure out why, dear listeners. But first I want to share one of mine. Okay. Okay. So I actually, I don't really have the scariest jump scare for me. They're all pretty scary. Um, but the first one I'm starting with wasn't scary, but it was it was a shock. It was a jump scare. And it is the Final Destination, original 2000, when that chick is yelling at everybody and she's like, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. And she gets slammed into by a bus. You know what? That was number four on my list. That was number four on your list? Yes. Well, let's just watch it. Okay. Oh, honey, we're so ready to be married. <laughs> I wasn't sure if we were going to pick this one. Yeah. Final Destination is full of really good... They're not all jump scares, but almost like a... Like, what's that... Uh, What's the machine called where you drop something? Rube Goldberg machine, yes. It's like... You see a little bit of water come down in the tub and everything, and it's all going bananas. It's like the Rube Goldberg of horror movies. Yes, absolutely. But this scene always stuck out for me. Now, you've pulled up the entire two-minute scene. Yes, that's why I figured we'd talk. Okay, we could talk to him. So, Final Destination 2020. I don't think this is a movie that I see us watching... As a part of the podcast, unless we do a Final Destinations watch. Would you call this a horror movie? I would. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's got pretty grisly, gory deaths. What would you say... What were you doing in 2000 when this came out? Oof. I would have been at my job for four years. Okay. I would have been... Living in Centennial, Michigan. Centennial, Michigan? Where's that? That's just a couple...
couple miles north of here. Oh, it's one of those places that's not a place? It's Yeah, it's not a place. <laughs> but I wasn't doing a whole lot. Okay. Throwing darts and drinking beers. and. Well, I was, I was 14. Uh-oh. <laughs> I was in Georgia, and I did see this in theaters, I believe. I don't think I had seen this in the theater. I think I saw this on DVD. I used to think that there was something wrong with me that I didn't look like these wonderful uh, teenage... Oh. <laughs> yeah. And the blood splatter that goes so far away. <laughs> but yeah, all the 25, 35-year-old teens. Yes. Um, yeah, that was just... But you know what I like about the blood splatter is it's not a lot of blood splatter. It's like a, it's a, a mist because she's been hit by such a big bus yeah, that that mist is quite, quite fine. Uh, what do we have next, John? Well, was that your number five? Uh, yeah, that was number five. Do you want to do your number four, and then we'll do my number um, five? Sure. The Blair Witch ending. Oh, oh. Which one is that? Is that on yours? No, no, definitely not. But you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. I'm not sure if it qualifies as a jump scare, but I. Uh, so maybe we should define what a jump scare is to the people. Well, I don't know if it's really ever been clearly defined it's just it's a tactic in a horror movie to to just try to scare you with something abrupt and yeah it's something that takes the breath out of you or makes you scream yeah um and so i felt like it not not just the ending of the blair witch project which i think also came out in 2000 um or sometime around there no before that, that was before that. yeah and so that could be a good one to watch but in in the blair witch project the very end, and by the way, spoilers, but this is our third episode, so come on. You guys know by now what we're up to. So in the Blair Witch Project, one of the things I, I really found scary at the very end is when the camera kind of drops and drops and jostles and turns, and then Doodad is just staring at a wall like he's in trouble. He's yeah. like, he's, he's in time out of the wall. And then the camera drops. Or, you know, and that to me, just the the sudden suddenly seeing this person in a in a, in a movie full of these types of scares, just turning and seeing someone just suddenly taken over in that way, I felt like that was, uh, it it deserved to be on this list. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess we'll go to my number five. Yes. Have you seen the movie REC? No. From two thousand seven. No. This is one that always stuck with me. So it's 19 seconds. Yeah, this one is more to the point. Mm. So what do you see? Um, they're inside of a, a, a creepy garage or a creepy house. And speaking of Blair Witch, it's also camera, first person. Yeah, the found footage. Yeah. Oh! Is that a good one? Was that like at the end too? Or was that just at some no, point? No, that was at some point. It was a scary boy. That uh, was all looking dead and stuff like that, going and and hitting people. Yeah, a child where they don't belong is always scary. Yes, <laughs> that just really hits hits really close to home. Yeah, <laughs> or a child when they're not, when they're not where they belong. Um, okay, so number three for me. Okay, I my number two and number three are pretty much equal in horror. And they both, uh, I think, are from around the same time period. So, uh, Resident Evil, the first okay. game. Have you played oh, this? Oh, you went for the video game. I know. I, I felt like a video games are, yes. have a lot of jump scares. Yes. But, and I don't even know, again, this is where I got into my own head. I'm too much of a philosopher sometimes. I'm like, what is the meaning of a jump scare? Um, it's that when he, when you walk in and you see the first zombie yes and that's slowly turning around and it's a zombie yeah. eating a head and the head falls that i felt i felt like it, it's not just jumping out of a closet you screaming but it is shocking and sudden yeah i was in love with this game cuz it was the first of its kind it's amazing yeah it was now looking back at it, you're like, ah, these graphics are so terrible. But now basically, it looks like there's a dead person in your bedroom yeah. that's come to get you. That's the that's where Resident Evil is at now. But back then, you're watching this and you're like, what? But that was the only. I mean, we didn't have any other option. It oh. was the best that we had ever seen, and it was amazing, it especially was. the graphics of the rooms themselves. Yeah, yeah, the wallpaper and everything. Yeah. And the, 
the little the f- details of the torn wallpaper. The fact that you could investigate things in corners like that, I thought oh. was so cool. Yeah, it was great. Yes. And so that was my number three. You ready for my number three? Yes. Have you seen The Exorcism of Emily Rose? I have. And uh, my one of my best friend's names is Emily Rose. Oh. I won't give her last name, but this, she really liked this movie. I have an affinity for exorcist movies. And I'll just start it here. And this one also kind of blurs the line of a jump scare. Because it's it's not the visual in this one. Uh-huh. The visual's there for a long time. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not like a flip the camera the other way and there's something there. Yeah. This one is uh it's very odd. So like his reaction, like he's having this cheese. No. But you see Oh boy. You see Emily Rose contorted and motionless on the floor. Oh yeah. But eyes wide open. And he slowly climbs out of bed to investigate. Because mm. he has no idea what is going on. Your eyes are just horrific. Wow. I think that's Edward Cullen's dad in that. the Twilight movies. Wow, the screaming. And that always creeps you me You see out. her there and the fact that she's screaming. Emily Rose, the exorcism of Emily Rose, do you think that she was possessed? Or did she just have schizophrenia that was untreated? As far as the real story or in yeah. the movie? Well, in the movie. Well, in the movie, she contorted and spoke in languages she didn't know. No, she was... did know those languages. She, like, studied them in college. That was the point. Oh, I don't remember. That, okay. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll have to watch that I'd one to together and debate. My number two has something to do with the actual show itself. So it's from a TV show. Okay. Because I'm all over the place, baby. I, mean, I guess so. You don't know what you're going to get. You're going to zip. I'm going to zop. It's going to be great. Yeah. But... When I was a kid, my brothers and I all watched X-Files religiously when it came out. And looking up this episode, I, there's one episode I remember being the most terrified of a mini ter- very terrifying childhood because I was always forced to watch these things with my brothers. But um, season one, episode 19 of the X-Files called Darkness Falls. And the premise of this episode is that there are... People that have gone missing, like a bunch of loggers have gone missing and Mulder and Scully go do Mulder and Scully things. And they they are FBI investigators. They're going to go investigate this X-File, this unusual circumstance, right? And there's something in the woods, right? And it is uh, some kind of bug insect, green bug insect thing that basically will eat you if you're not in light. So if you get into the darkness, you get eaten by bugs, and you can't see them. They're really small and you can't fight against them. All you can do is leave. And so, of course, Mulder and Scully get stuck there and overnight and all that good stuff. Well, it's a very scary episode and a very spooky show. But I'm from Georgia. And there, and we get these thunderstorms that all the time that are just horrific and pouring rain and pouring rain. So I was there with my brothers. It's pitch black dark where we're living. And it's pouring rain and it's thundering and lightning. And then... In, there's a scene early on in the episode where it I th- believe it is a kind of jump scare because Scully is the medical professional and so she's investigating what she sees as these uh, cocoon type pods that are human body shaped and she's like hmm. so she opens it up she cuts it open and as she opens it up and there's a skeleton in there crash boom the lights go out in the house my brothers and i are screaming and just running everywhere um and so that was a jump scare within a jump scare um and so that was probably the scaredy the most scared i ever was at a at a jump scare i think was the one that involved nature nice Okay, what is your number number two? My number two is from one of the most underrated horror movies of all time. Okay. The Exorcist 3. Oh. Most people didn't give it a chance because The Exorcist 2 was hot garbage. Ooh. But The Exorcist 3 is so good. We probably should watch, do an Exorcist watch. Yes. Yeah. But we can skip all, to all, Oh, I kind of want to see it now. This is the famous nurse station scene okay. in Exorcist 3. It's a static shot down a hallway. And you see people. Yeah, they're walking back and forth. You got some nice old timey nurse outfits. Yep, just going doing her rounds. Very comfortable looking shoes. See some couple people down the hall. It's like security yeah. guard. 
security guard, other people, you know, there's a, a door that people are coming in and out of at the end of the hall. Nurse going in to check on a patient. Yep, security guard in. returns. Yep. Puts That's, his hat on. Yeah. It's a very nice hallway. Very high ceilings. It's quite nice. There's and the nurse again. She's wearing a lovely red sweater. Looks quite yep. comfy. Securing the patient. And nice. <laughs> oh! Oh! I guess I gotcha. A demon came out with a with a sword, oh, pointing it, a, it at the nurse. And then what you see next is a decapitated statue. That was hedge clippers. Hedge clippers. Yeah. And then the next thing you see is, I think, a statue of Jesus or something with its head cut off. Yeah. Which makes me think that the nurse might not be okay. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that a great one? That's great. I really. That's good. I like it. Um, are you ready for my number one? Yes. Everybody at home, are you ready for my number one? Yes. Insidious. Okay. And so, and it's not, I mean, there's a lot of them there. Yes. But the thing about, the thing that I really love about the jump scares with Insidious is that there's this red demon that the first time you see it, it just shows up suddenly as, uh, as someone is discussing the demon or as someone is discussing what's going on, and it shows up and then stays in the scene. And that's how that was the scariest part. There'd be a jump scare, but then it wouldn't cut away really quickly, like the one yeah. we just saw. You would be forced to be scared, but the bad guy is still in front of you, so you have to kind of live in that terror. Um, and I'd like to give a shout-out to my brother's dog, Achilles, who was with me when I first watched that movie. And this dog... At the time, he was a lot more ornery when he was younger because he's got a little bit of pit in him and he'd never been too warmed up to me. But he saw that I was so scared. So Achilles literally sat in my lap, this big part pit dog. He's not all pit, but he's like terrier and pit. He's like big kind of aggressive dog, sat in my lap and let me have my arms wrapped around him and my face buried (laughs) in his beautiful white fur because I was so terrified. And I was like, oh, every time I see Insidious, I think of this wonderful moment I had with Achilles. It's such a good dog. Nice. Yeah. It's a pleasant story to go with. Yeah, but boy, that's, uh, the, that red demon in Insidious is pretty spooky. Are you ready to, to see my number one? Yes. You know this one. I know Ooh, you know one. Friday the 13th? The original. You want to tell this, the people about it? This is from the end of the movie. Yeah. And this blew my mind. A little six seven year old oh yeah so she's just escaped you want to turn off the we have an ad ad for coloring books for elsa coloring books for this particular scene yeah because she survives the night and she's got her hand in the water just floating in a canoe yeah and the the music is beautiful everything is super serene yeah it's really wonderful you think it's over and it was jason's or it was his mother that was the murderer in this one yes and she's been decapitated yes she just had the gruesome fight with her on oh. the on the shore. And the cops are there to help her. And she floated in the water to avoid everybody. Yeah. Cops are there. The day is saved. Mm-hmm. And it's such a beautiful scene. It's so seen. And she's made it, everybody. Still clear water. Our ingenue has made it to the end of the show. It's supposed to have been so oh. hard to shoot because the water is so perfectly still. Yeah, the reflections are beautiful. Mm. It's just a serene... Lovely green. We're going camping in two weeks, and yeah. that's what this looks like, you know? Yep. She's got her... Uh, she's, she sees the police as she's waking up and she's realizes... so happy. The night is over. The night's over, and she wakes up. Everybody, I'm here, everybody. I made it, everybody. I'm so happy. And she's smiling, blood on her jacket, and she's put her hand back in the water. Oh, no! And Jason emerged from the water. But like creepy mutated boy Jason. Yes. It just. I love this scene so much. It might not be the best on jump scare, but this like, this is the first one. You're like, what? What? And then knowing what we know about, you know, most people like go into Friday the 13th and they know about Jason. It's because they've seen other Friday the 13th movies. So they know they're expecting this big hulking uh, man to come out of the woodwork to kill people. But. He never shows up. And then when he does, he's like a little creepy mutated boy in the water. And he was supposed to have drowned. It's very bizarre. It was, I just remember it so vividly. 
as the, one of the first jump scares. I mean, it's yeah. what I think of when I think of jump scare. It's the original Friday the 13th. I think the music, especially in this, like we see a serene scene and it forces us into a um, into another scene. Will you stop texting all the time? Sorry, I got kids texting me. I know, but we should out. just like put them in the bathroom and lock them in. I was still listening and engaging. Okay. Texter. I'm going to make a super cut of all the times you're texting during the podcast. Well, the kids ask for things, and it's easier than them knocking on the door. Hi! Yeah. We actually watched Friday the 13th, all of them. Yes, the entire run. And I have a favorite. I know what it is. That might surprise many. It's nobody else's favorite. What? It is so good. So, John and I watched... Both Friday the 13th and the Nightmare on Elm Street series interchangeably. Yes. So we could finish with Freddy versus Jason. Which was fantastic. Yes. It was so good. It was so good. Jason X, right? Which takes place in the future. Kind of. Part of it. On the spaceship. Yes. And I... I remember this coming out. I had seen Nightmare on Elm Street movies and Friday the 13th movies... But only when I was younger and I stopped seeing them in the theaters because I got a hoity-toity about it, thinking like, well, why would I want to watch this? This is not... this. Oh, Jason's in space? <laughs> How stupid am I that I would watch that thing? This is one of my favorite movies now. Jason X is so good. It is Jason on a spaceship. There's nanobots. There's dead teens. Yeah. There's virtual reality killings. Ah, oh, it is so amazing. It is it, so good. I was so afraid to watch that movie because I loved all the Friday the 13th movies. And when I yeah. saw this came out, Jason in Space in the Future, I sat on it. I had it and I didn't watch it for years. Wow. And then I found it because I was afraid it was going to ruin. I love, I mean, Friday the 13th is my favorite mm-hmm. horror, you know, Series? Yeah, like a franchise. Yeah. It's its own genre in a way. And I was, yeah, and I was afraid it was going to ruin it for me. And then I finally sat down and watched it. And I'm like, this is way better than I ever imagined it would be. <laughs> when, Especially because you thought it was going to be awful. I thought it was going to be horrible. Yeah. But when he froze that lady's head in nitri- liquid nitrogen <laughs> and smashed it on the counter. And she was just trying to do her job. It won me over right from yeah. that moment. And I, I was like, whatever. It's Jason not that we like dead teens <laughs> no it's that like actual dead teens no we like movie dead teens because they're in their 30s yeah. and <laughs> Kane Hodder is just such a good job as Jason that so amazing I don't think he can do anything wrong no I think he maybe would want to come on our podcast and hang out we can watch Jason movies that'd be cool I would love to get his opinion on Jason X like what he thought of it yeah. if he was as terrified when he heard the plot before reading the script <laughs> well your deal though is that you don't like sci-fi. And I'm not a huge fan. I love Star Wars. The whole Star Wars series I like, but... Yeah, it's because you like love stories. Yeah, between brother and <laughs> <Yeah>. sister. <laughs> no. Cutting your father's hand <laughs> off. That's great. Yeah, it's great. I love science fiction. Reading it and, and hearing about it and watching it. And I love fantasy as well. So being able to have that infused in Jason... Was, it really did scratch a spot I didn't know was itching all these years. Now, I do believe that Halloween did a similar, like, Halloween in space. I think Mike Myers in space happened. I do not think I so. I think it's Halloween H2O. I think it's in space. I don't think it's in space. I oh. think it's in space. No, uh, it's not Emma in space. agrees with me. It's you can not hear. in space. Well, one of them is, and I think that we... C- We'll probably end up doing a Halloween uh, series at some point, and we'll watch all of them. Oh, he's fact checking yeah, me. I but have I'm, to see this. I am like ninety five percent certain there is a Halloween movie in space. The problem is, it's like yeah. you're going to see Halloween in space, and there's ten horror movies that went to space. Okay, let's see. Let's see this list and then Alien. We, okay, that was our yeah. It's part Life of Life Force. I've seen that. It's good. Oh, Critters Four. Excellent. Event Horizon. Oh. Jason X. Nice. Leprechaun 4. In space, yes. Hellraiser Bloodline. Nice. Pitch Black. Okay. John Carpenter's Ghost of Mars. Dracula 3000. And I'm pretty sure Halloween H2O no, is in space. Halloween H2O is not in space. I am I am pretty sure. I think it's in water. 
It should be. The H2O just spent 20 years later. I know, but why is it H2O? Are they all on heroin? Because it's Halloween 20. Oh, but then it's Halloween H2O, though. They didn't just name it H2O. I, I'll, it was stylized as H2O. It's all Halloween, Halloween H2O 20 years later. Yeah, it's don't you don't have to think about things. I know, in, in this type of attitude that I'm copying is the exact reason I didn't get to have fun times watching terror. Like, the Saw movies are fun phenomenal yes they are so good yes and i can't wait we're still catching up and we're gonna watch a couple maybe next week we should watch the next saw movie that's on our list because we've been watching saw movies and the new one that's coming out looks amazing you talk about the rube goldberg of final destination (laughs) of malarkey times 10 in the saw movies absolutely where the boy was sitting right next to him the whole time the whole time Hi there, Trish here. John and I are so glad you've decided to listen to this episode. To contact us, please email up to and including death at gmail.com or hit us up on our socials, up to and ID at just about everywhere, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, that's two with a number two. If you have a moment, it would be awesome if you could review us on iTunes as long as it's five stars. If it's not five stars, uh, maybe just keep that one to yourself a little bit. All right. Back to the show. So, John. Yes. That was a really fun list. And I'm just really itching to watch another movie with you, bud. Oh, we got a good one. Okay, let's hear about it. It is The Gate from 1987. Mm-hmm. Directed by Tibor Takash. Okay. I was... I wish I would have prepped that more. Because mm. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Well... You tried, is, but it's it it, uh, it stars Steve, Steven Dorf, who uh, I sorry remember. I wasn't laughing at his name. I was looking at if you just go back to the gate the the um the the tab over here you had open it was the uh, no crap it was the IMDb. So I was laughing at if you go back to IMDb, there's other movies on the list that you had that said like if you like the gate, you might also like this. Yeah. Oh, it was on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. That's what it is. You've been going on... Okay, see, and down on the bottom, it's Booty Call, and the two, there's two horror movies, and then there's Cheech and Chong Still Smoking and Cheech and Chong's next movie. Yeah, I don't know why, <laughs> why they would If think- you like The Gate, you're definitely going to like Cheech and Chong's... Cheech oh. and Song... Cheech and Chong's still smoking. I just don't know where they get Booty Call from. No. So, um, Stephen Dorff... Yeah, I remember him from the Britney Spears video. I do not. That's the first thing I think of. And then I look through and he was in The Gate. Okay. And he was in Judgment Night. Nice. He was in Blade. Excellent. Oh, wait. Now I know who it is. He's the bad guy vampire in Blade. He was in Cecil B. Demented, which is an underrated um, comedy, if you... But other than that, I am like, I don't know Stephen Dorff. What, you haven't seen The Motel Life? No, like, I don't know any of these other movies. Some of them don't even have hyperlinks. Leatherface. Ooh. Oh, it's a Texas Chainsaw movie I, Excellent. I'm unaware of. So maybe we'll revisit Steven Dorff. Maybe, I hope so. But this is his first role. Excellent. The Gate. Excellent. And he is in a starring role. Wonderful. His first role is a starring role. Pretty incredible. But, but he was quite young. Very young. All right. So what else do we have here? We've got Steven Dorff. It's, uh... Sorry that the microphone's being shaken by Loki again, who's decided not to scratch us right now. He want Oh, do you guys hear that? Isn't he cute? Oh, I can't help it. And this is one that has fairly low ratings, but I love this movie. Yeah? It's got a 6.1 on IMDb, which okay. is not horrible. It's got a 60, the 60% on the tomato meter, Ooh. which is really good for critics, but it's a 44% <laughs> audience score. That's not great there, bud. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. I think you're going to love this movie. No, Carrie had a much higher audience score, but oh, it also yes. had a lot more boobies, I imagine. Cause this, I don't the... think, this is PG-13. There's no boobies. Okay. This is one of the few PG-13 horror movies I really like. This one and Poltergeist are the two I can think of offhand. Yeah, but yeah. I think it's very well done. Mm, but babies. I haven't seen it since I was a child. Okay. But I hope it lives up. 
Now, are there any types of uh, uh, reviews that you would think would be good? Well, there's a few. When okay. you When you see someone say, it is a horror version of Home Alone. That sounds fun. It does but sound fun. But isn't Home Alone already a horror movie? Haven't we all established <laughs> yeah. that already? It says, demons, heavy metal, and teen angst. I'm there. <laughs> I was there. Like Lovecraft for the Goonies audience. Nice. Look at that. Another review here. It's a must-have movie for all horror fans. Oh. Now let's be fair and have one of uh, one um, of the bad tomatoes. Goofy kids horror stuff. Oh, it's more like goofy kids horror flick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah someone said it's it's pretty bad, but the visual effects hold up well. Excellent, excellent. Someone said the worst aspect is the scarcity of ideas. <laughs> It's uh, it's a movie about the gates of hell and demons passing through. Yeah, that's a great idea. Well, it's a scarcity of ideas. Well, that's once you have demons in hell, that's all you need. Now, I wonder if there's a translation thing happening here because uh, the full review is in Spanish. It's possible. And so, uh, the scarcity of ideas sounds very cool. Ah, should well, I name my next philosophical tome the scarcity <laughs> of ideas? I think you should. Yes, excellent. But I think we're ready to watch this, don't you? I think so, too. Well, let's get started, shall we? Oh, wait. Before we get started, John, let's make a plug for how we're watching it. Oh, we're watching it on Vudu. We're always able to find it for only five ninety nine. Nice, because you... <laughs> a couple days ago, John decided that he was going to buy it immediately, and then I <laughs> and then said, oh, we should watch this on the podcast. <laughs> Yeah. No, I think you, you could buy it for five ninety nine. You could rent it for three ninety nine, and there's something about like something. You can watch it free with com- with commercials. Yeah, so Voodoo, you can watch things for free with commercials. That is torture, and so we don't do that. Usually. And when it's five ninety nine to buy it, yeah, it's come on. I've spent five ninety nine on far sillier things. Come on, come on, come on. By the gate, you know, <laughs> send this Mister Dr- Drumpf Dorf. Steven Dorf. Steven Dorf needs the money. Probably. So he's going to, he probably got just like a nine cent check from our purchase. Yeah. Maybe Those not. residuals. I don't Those know. residuals, man. All right, everybody. Let's watch it on Voodoo. Hey, John, where are we, bud? Uh, we're six minutes and 56 seconds in. I wanted to pause for a second. And give a little bit of a setting of the scene of this film that we're watching. It starts with a dream, which a lot of movies like to start with dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Kid comes home to his house. No one's there. He's already scared. Right. And he's looking around this mansion. Yeah. It's quite a house. Yeah. So he's looking all around. There's a beautiful steak dinner covered in A1 sauce. Ugh. On the table, not being eaten. Now, I think that was Emma saying, "Ah, oh, steak dinner, yes, yeah. please." Now he, Glenn, is the name of the boy child that is played by Stephen Dorff. Yes, and he goes outside. He hears a doll crying, and he goes up into the most janky, rickety treehouse I have seen in a movie. Now, he's, the craziest thing about this is. It's he's clearly in a subdivision, and this is a McMansion that his family lives in, and it has very nice, very tall uh, wooden fences. Which nowadays, that same wooden fence would cost you ten million dollars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with the price of lumber these days, am I right? But so he's he goes up into this janky, rickety treehouse, which must have been there just in the woods i guess and they kept it when they built the house because that seems like way older than the house so he goes up in there and in his dream the the tree gets hit by lightning and falls down while he's in it and he wakes up to the sound of chainsaws they're digging up and cutting apart the tree that the treehouse was on now we were both homeowners when we met and the most shocking thing that i find about this is that clearly that tree fell in the night and there's like a crew of eight guys cutting up and removing this tree and fixing it in a, in that morning. They're in Richie McRichtown. I know they're in Richie McRichtown, but they still have to get there. Like the parents still have to call first thing in the morning. Yeah, maybe he slept in. 
Maybe he slept in. Which which six year old do you, have you ever met or nine year old have you ever met that slept in? Not very often. Yeah, teens they'll sleep in. Yeah. No, nine year olds they're up at six thirty and they want to talk to you about everything. They're yes. great. They're great. So, Glenn finds a beautiful amethyst geode. Yeah, and he invites his friend over to to, to find, find more. more. Yeah. Do you know you, you could a big one sells for about a hundred bucks? Yeah, in eighty seven, that's a lot of money. Yeah, I mean a big one sells in America right now for like a thousand dollars. So there's been quite the inflation on amethyst geodes. So they're going down and they smell something that stinks. I suspect sulfur. They did say it smells like something died in there. It does smell like something died in there. Now the friend has his head in the hole looking down. So we're about to see something fun happen. All right, let's get going. Okay, this film has the best depiction of nine-year-olds I've ever seen. Yeah. What we we haven't made it that far. What time is it? It's eight fifty-seven. Eight fifty-seven. So, <laughs> so uh, Glenn and his friend are are looking in the soul, and they don't fall in immediately like I thought. They find a giant geode, and they're excited about it. Yes. And then his sister, who we, his name is Al, short for Alexandra, yes. but his sister is throwing away a box of stuff, and she's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "What are you doing? I thought we were, you're gonna give this to me." She's like, and she says, that was three months ago. <laughs> she goes and she's going to the mall to hang out with her friends. Because yeah. <laughs> she, she goes, and her friends go to pick her up in a in a Mustang convertible, a cherry apple red. Yeah, it seems a little too nice for 16, 17 year olds. So, super wealthy area. Yeah. Obviously. So, anyway, so the kid, they, they, in the process of digging up this hole, they had rolled up the AstroTurf. And, like, dug a hole. Like the whole thing was perfect. And then they dug a hole in there. And then now there's, like, gate to hell. <laughs> Just straight down. So, meanwhile, the the creepy friend is catching the moths that are emerging from this hole and putting them into airtight jars. And the kid is now totally... They're not doing anything with geodes. The kid is now, like, playing around with rockets and stuff like that and emptying them out and ruining them. Apparently, he's burned a hole in the roof, which we can see in the background of this (laughs) shot right here, which is really great continuity. And then, like... And the dad gets home. The kids aren't anywhere to be seen. And there's a freaking hole to hell in the backyard. And just a mess everywhere. Geo, it's forgotten. Nothing yeah. is going on. And that was just, it's just so, it's good. I feel vindicated somehow. <laughs> yeah, it's a very accurate portrayal, except dad should be way more mad about a gate to hell in his backyard that he just paid well, thousands of dollars to fix. Yeah, yeah. He paid thousands of dollars probably to get someone to come, even in 1980s money, to get people to come in immediately that morning. Because obviously he's a busy businessman. He's he shows he up from work. Coat. He has a tweed coat and his and his tie is slightly undone. Oh, that's because that's his end it's of a hard end day. Of a hard day, he comes home and he wanted this ro- this yard fixed. And what happens? There's a gate to hell in the backyard. I hate it when that happens. Yeah, me too. Yeah. All right, let's go. John. Yes. So. You know, and speaking of jump scares, they just did a jump scare that's only relevant to parents. Oh. <laughs> yeah, fifteen-year-old teenage party. Yeah. So what? What's the time? It's it's only fifteen thirty. It's fifteen thirty-six. Um, the dad, the kid didn't get in. He's he's gone for the weekend or whatever. That was yeah. his big punishment. But uh, the mom and dad are going away for the weekend, and the sixteen-year-old is watching the nine-year-old. The fifteen-year-old. The oh, she's fifteen. She's almost sixteen. She turns sixteen next week. She, yeah, and weeks, so. Or- so she's watching the nine-year-old and mom, and so they go to say goodbye in their car that's not as nice as the last car we saw. But they go, like the parents are saying goodbye to the kids and the both children are kissing and hugging on their mom and give a little, bye dad, wave. Yeah, that's normal. Like, totally fingers. And mom's like, make sure the house is clean and no parties. Of course not, mom. Jump scare. <laughs> 15-year-old teen party, crimped hair everywhere, messes, 
Pepsi, smoking inside, which there I think was, was also okay back then. There was beer, too. There was beer, too? Yeah. Someone said, get me a beer. Oh, my goodness. So, this is, I, you know, I, I'm scared. It should be. Should be. Yeah. Anywho. All right, let's go. I don't know what's worse. Making a kid whose mom is dead think his mom is alive and hugging him or having a dead dog in a movie. I don't know, but you got two for one. Two for one. We st- So we established early on that the dog is old for yeah. a dog. 97 in dog years. Would you thought that take a game without the burp or are you good with it? <laughs> I hope I didn't, you didn't hear it. <laughs> well, believe me, they're going to hear it. But I think the people want to hear it. They just it's, want to know the real you. It's beer drinking and burping. Beer drinking and burping and just trauma for this poor child. <laughs> like, I, I will say this, that I am so invested in these young kids. Oh, and by the way, we're 25 minutes in. We are 25 minutes into the film. The party ends with a wonderful levitation, light as a feather, stiff as a board. What, and you said, John, have you ever, you've never even been to a party where that was attempted? No. And you can write into us, dear listeners, but I have been in that before. It's not that hard. You know, you put two fingers under. I mean, you don't end up on the ceiling like this kid did, breaking lights and and crying in front of a whole party of people, usually. Yeah. He's a tad embarrassed about that, too. Yeah. But this geode that they cracked open. It's amazing. It's a very good-looking geode. I it would not has, say no to this geode. It has its own light source. It has its own light source inside. Which is um, normal. It's very normal. It's a very normal type of light source to have inside of a geode. I love geode. I love amethyst. I am a girl. Oh, that's that's all it takes? I think so. You like them too, right? Right? Sure, whatever. <laughs> I wouldn't buy one. I got a nice little citrine today. It was very nice. Very tiny one I put in the windowsill. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It was really nice. Anyway... <laughs> You were with me when that happened, so not too long ago. Yeah. But so in the film, I remember it as if it were a couple hours or so ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the kid is upset. Uh, his so it seems clear that Glenn is about nine, and his friend is probably about eleven. It's hard to tell. He might just be a really tall nine. Yeah, he doesn't act much older. No, that's true. He did. He's more worldly, but we were we were told by the dad earlier that th- that guy's mother has died, and that's why he's acting a little bit weird. He's a little bit more mature because he's seen some things. He's been forced to grow up, and very forced to grow up by hugging his mother, who then turns into a dead dog. Yeah, as as one as it happens, and I just feel that I've got so much. I don't know if it's that, you know, I have these kids in my life now and I really care about kids now and I get to experience nine years old, nine year olds a lot more directly. But like, man, I really feel for this poor kid who's like, dead mom is, oh, come to me. We're together. And it's, it's a dead dog. Yeah. You think he'd be in the hospital today? No. And he's apologizing to his friend. Well, he kind of threw the dog to the ground. I think the dog probably was dead when he was dancing with him. I don't know. He looked lively in the eyes until you threw him to the floor. Yeah, well, I mean, again, why cats are better than dogs. Because you can throw them to the floor and they don't die? Probably not. Because <laughs> they they're cats. They land on their feet. Not always. That's true. <laughs> Loki earlier today tried to jump a little bit high up and he missed it. Grabbed everything on the shelf and clunked down to the ground with him. It was very adorable. Yeah, and not on his feet. This horror podcast sure does talk about cats a lot. All right, anything else to add? No, I think we're good. I think we're good. Uh, it's, a, it's a very... Uh, one thing I did want to add was the cut to the end of the party and the older sister being in pajamas was so swift, and I all I could think of was, like, this party had pizza, it had Pepsis, it had beers, it had cigarettes, and she's managed to just have be in her jammies and ready for bed, clearly has brushed her hair and her teeth and washed her face. You know, this girl is committed to that hygiene routine. It's just the magic of movie editing. Is that how teen parties works? Like, everybody goes home at 10 o'clock? No. I never went to a teen party. No, we didn't go home at 10 o'clock. What time do you go home? I don't know. Whenevs. You're a naughty teen. 
I'm know. glad you weren't in a horror movie. You'd be the first to go. Probably. <laughs> okay, you ready, John? Yep. Hey, John, where are we at? We are 35 minutes in. Only 35 minutes in? Yeah. I feel like so much has happened. A lot has happened. But not really that much. Like, <laughs> the sister has abandoned her brother. Now, this dog is was 13 years old. I did the math. Okay, nice. Sev- like, 79 dog years is 13 97. years. 97 and dog years is 13 years. And so, like, the sister is not broken up about this at all. Her friends show up at the house while the kid's trying to eat some bran flakes. Not even raisin bran, just bran flakes. Looks like grape nut. Oh, no, no. Those were they were flakes. Oh, it looked like when the guy stole his bowl. No, was... no. But meanwhile, the friend has gone home, and because he doesn't have a mom, because his mom's dead, the house is a freaking mess, and Dad has just written, Out on business, son! And, like, nothing else. There's no food in the house, just old boxes of Little Caesars. <laughs> Cut back to Glenn whose sister's friends have shown up, all super 80s, 80s up. But now that I have teens in the house, it's not, like, it actually is not weird to see 80s and 90s movies where, like, the girls show up with their insane hair because that's, like, every day. Yeah. The kids come down and it's like, oh, it's a different color now. Oh, you've teased it a lot. Oh, you cut half of it off for some reason, but not the half you'd think it would be. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, so they show up and she tries to say, she's like, well, they're like, why are you being such a butthead? Why are you so upset? Because they're everyone else is trying to get the 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 girl, the older sister Alexandra, to go to the beach party with them, but the kid is upset. So Glenn's upset, and she's like, "Well, the dog died last night," and her female friends go and roll their <laughs> eyes at the concept of mortality and caring about a dog. This dog that Alexandra has had in her life. For longer than her brother has been alive. Yep. But she's like, doesn't care. Oh, it's teen. They're flippant. They're flippant. They don't care. And so I guess that's a good enough reason to abandon your brother. Yep. One job. Watch the brother. And the dog. And the dog. And (laughs) And clean the the house. The dog dies and the brother swings from the wall by a light fixture. Oh, we didn't mention the very famous scene with the... um, when the demon stuff starts happening, where the walls themselves, they have demons coming through. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and so done with stretched over canvas. And he didn't seem that scared about that either. No, he wasn't that scared. It wasn't as big of a thing. I mean, then the dog died, so there was a lot going on. Yeah. But I think it also just could just be that he was scared because he was nine and there was a bunch of creepy shadows. And, it, and it's like what it feels like to be nine. And you're just seeing things and getting really upset. Yeah, a lot of moths on the window. A lot of moths. So the thing to do is to turn off the bug zapper. Yeah, who knows? Which is just a silly thing. You don't just turn off the bug zapper. He was scared of the noise. Oh, it's so scary. Now that there's nothing to stop the demons from coming in. <laughs> nope. So what is this kid's name, do you know? I cannot remember his the name. The other kid. So Glenn's friend has is listening to some death metal and realizes it's not really death metal death metal it's and realizes metal. that what does he realize John he realizes that the symbols that showed up on the weird etch a sketch style thing are the same ones from his metal album <gasps> and they had researched demons they are all into demons and and he did the research himself yes. this child and said that like it, apparently at certain times of year there's like an alignment of stars that you can bring the demons out the and old that, gods and that time is right now right now he looked it up because he, he that's something that he is capable of doing um and so meanwhile as a, just a side note before we continue uh one of the guys was in charge of like taking the dog to the animal shelter to be cremated and like he he pulls up and there's just a close sign on the animal shelter and he turns to the dead dog and he's like whoop looks like the inn's closed yeah <laughs> like everybody is so laissez-faire about a dead dog i don't know if they were just were they just like that in the 80s yeah no i'm just kidding boomers am i right yeah okay boomer okay boomer 
I'm like just not caring about the dead dogs. Okay, let's go. All right, boomer. <laughs> oh, John's not a boomer. He's an, a dinner. He's an Xer. Yes. John, where are we at? 41 minutes. We made it a whole six minutes. We made it six minutes, but so much has happened. I have a question for you. Was it an 80s thing to just leave your rifle out loaded in the closet? Yeah, kids weren't as dumb back then, I guess. But then in the scene in the movie, (laughs) the kid's like, ooh, what's this? He's rubbing his hands all over this rifle. Terrible trigger discipline. Yeah, we didn't lock up guns back then. I mean... That was normal. (laughs) Well, it doesn't seem safe. That's probably why you had a lot more dead kids back in the 80s. No, we covered them all up. Oh. <laughs> Put them in your, in your hole in the backyard. Oh. The gate. So, oh. So we've established that the dude that was in charge of taking the dog to the crematorium. Did not. He didn't because it was closed, as we said before. So he brought the dog to the house and threw him in the hole and, and, and covered up the hole. But now the kids think that their little thing was magic because the holes filled up. Yeah, because they just said, be gone, foul demon. The album told them that's how you close the hole. Unless. But there's already been a sacrifice made because there's a dog in the hole. There's a dead dog in the hole. And so the sisters come home, did a little bit of bottle rocket stuff with the kid. Yeah, it was nice. And now her friends are back and they're going to be doing slumber parties. Oh, yeah. And he doesn't get to hang out with her. See, I always wanted an older sister so she could have slumber parties and bring her older sister friends over. You like older women. <laughs> I feel so inadequate. Like, I can't ever no. give you the thing that you truly want, No, which as is old a, ladies. As a young 9, 10-year-old boy, mm-hmm. you wanted 15-year-old girls. Mm, I, I, did, I did very much enjoy my brothers bringing their older friends. I, older, like my 14-year-old friends when I was 9 or whatever. Yeah. Um, they were pretty cute. All baseball players, too. I used to play baseball. Ooh. That's no for, wonder you're so cute. That's for another day. Another day, another horror movie. Let's keep going. Right. Hey, John. Hi. Let's do something new. How much what? time is left in the film? Ooh, 27 minutes. But, John, we already closed the gate to hell. How could there be 27 more minutes to this movie? I don't know. So seems like everything's at a nice little bow. Terry of the glasses, whose name I didn't know this entire time, <laughs> uh, slipped into the gate to hell. They had to pull him out with a swing set. Uh, just the swing. Just the whole a swing. swing set would be a little excessive. Yeah, it would be hard to fit that whole thing in there. You're right. Now they so <laughs> sorry. So you know. The special effects in this are fantastic. They are amazing for the, especially for the time, but even for now. Yeah, anything that's not a that all their practical effects yeah. are great. They're they're the way that they use dry ice for the smoke and everything. The ice way the demons ice. run, is yeah, stellar, it looks creepy so good. stop motion. Yeah, it looks awesome. But that's actually good because demons are supposed to not be right. They're not organic in a way. So, yeah. like, you see them kind of crumbling around, and you're like, what, is this a rock slippery demon thing? Yeah, it totally works. And and how did they, do you want to tell the people how they closed the A-Town? They threw a Bible in it. Yeah, you didn't need to know the words. No, he just was like, to hell with it. Yeah. Throw, this has all the words. Get it? To hell with it? Yeah. Exactly. And so, the lights have come back on. Now, there were, need to be two human sacrifices in yeah. order to really let the demons And there play. just happens to be two teens that sleeping ref- over. That refused to help. Yeah. And they went back into the house. Hmm. And I wonder what's going to happen. I don't know. I think that uh, everything's probably fine. There's just 20 minutes of them growing as family. Yeah. It's going to be where are they now. Yeah. I think that we need to see the gun again. Yeah. Well, that's... Um, and the rocket. Chekhov's gun. Yeah, and Chekhov's rockets, because he threw one that was his uh, sister's uh, birthday uh, present behind his bed. And Thunderbolt that's hidden in his dad's closet. Yes, the big one. Yep. I mm. wonder if that's the one that burned A little him. foreshadowing? Maybe. I hope so. All right, let's do this. Okay, everybody. That was amazing. I know you were worried. But the dog came back to life, baby. 13 and strong. Okay. The dog's a teen. Yeah. Um, 
And I'm so glad he's alive. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird kind of thing that they did in there. I guess he died under demon power, so he gets that's to That's true. Live. He got murdered by a demon, and then... He gets and, to live. Yeah, everyone gets to live. Yeah, it's a happy ending. I mean... Nobody died in this movie. The parents are going to kill the kids for how messed up the house got from the demon. The, yeah. There's an, a portal to hell opened up in the living room. Yes, the house is still steaming. It is very steaming. Do you think the mom and dad are going to be mad? <laughs> they're supposed to be home that day. What would like you do if we came home from our honeymoon and the house was still <laughs> steaming? Uh, I would be amazed that the kids are still alive. Yeah? Yeah, because this little kid was, well, like, I can't believe he survived. Yeah. Because he's horrible at everything. He's so bad at a lot of things. He's a bad true. friend. He's a bad oh, brother. Yeah. He's a bad son. Well, and he doesn't I, help anybody. <laughs> I guess the thing is Al or Alexandra. Yeah. Right? She's coming of age now. She she's coming of age. She doesn't want to be Al because it's a man's play name. With rockets. She doesn't want to play with rockets because she's a girl. She needs lipstick. And a dreamy boy. And a dreamy boy. And all of her friends are trying to hook her up with the dreamy boy who says at the end of the movie or at the end of his last scene in the movie, I guess she's just not ready for me. <laughs> nope. It's like, again, her dog just died. Even without the demons. Yeah, but more so that there's demons in the house and stuff. She's the demons old. in the house is bad, but even if that wasn't wasn't the case. Well, okay, so... the She was a little rattled by the demons. The two women that were in the house that we were sure were going to become sacrifices to uh, to let in the hell, the old gods uh, and into our world to destroy everything... They just, uh, they invited a couple dudes to come over, and when, when, uh, after having experienced the divine and the demon and the demonic in the same night, these two, these two late women, young girls, get upset with Alexandra for saying, you, you just need to go home, and they're like, Al, we invited them over. Yeah. It's like, so come on, get real. They're boys. They're boys, yes. Did we just have confirmation in a some kind of hellish afterlife? Maybe. But they're boys. Yeah. Screw demons. We got boys. We got boys. Maybe the demons are the boys. Or the boys are the demons. Yeah. Okay. Six of one, half dozen of the other. So they leave. So the boys and the and the girls and the and the two teens, random teens, actually they're named I think I I assume that's them, Lori Lee and Linda Lee. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, Lori and Linda, um, we we paused right at the end. But yeah, so then everyone, like, so the other two people that are not Glenn in the movie got pulled into the walls. Yes, by the made-up worker who was buried in the walls. And I made it up! And then the guy gets pulled in. He's a tulpa. He's a tulpa, exactly. That's what you want to tell the people what a tulpa is. It's a thought form. The thought form that does come up in the first Ghostbusters episode of Supernatural. Oh, of course. You always got to bring it back to Supernatural. Well, John, if you were published on Supernatural, then you too would bring it back up. But, you know, I got to keep on with... I have a... Yeah, it's it's on brand. It's on brand for me. I got to make sure I keep on the brand. Sure. Has it had its last season? Yes. But I think I can just keep going strong. It's it's living in my heart. As long as we don't let it die. Yeah, live forever. Exactly. And my heart's in yours. Al and Harry get pulled into the wall by a tulpa, but also he's just made up of little demons. Yes, because he falls and turns into little demons. Yes. And something that looks amazing. It really does look phenomenal. And then the, the, the house opens up, and this, like, lizard demon with multiple hands... Yeah, like T-Rex arms and regular arms. Comes out of the ground. Huge, huge, huge... And he makes a new friend right away. Yeah, gives him a third eye in his hand. Yeah, so Glenn gives a third eye in his hand and a, and a like a ruffled hair, like yeah. as if to say, "Good job, Glenn. Thank you for letting me into the world." Yeah. And for some reason, he wasn't into that. No, it's, I, it's odd. You know, typical nine-year-old man. That's a pretty powerful friend to have. Yeah. So this kid, this pilly badass, gets a knife and stabs his own eye hand. <laughs> To stop himself from, I guess, participating in the demonic overthrow of the world? I guess so. And uh, blows up the demon with a rocket. Yeah. So the the shotgun we saw again, it didn't work. 
No, it did not work. The rocket we saw again, he couldn't get it to light. Yes. But it was the present that he shredded for his sister that is the, what's it called? I can't remember. The the sure light. The sure light, which is a... uh, It's an electronic ignition system for a rocket. Did you ever play with rockets? Yeah. Of course you did, you nerd. (laughs) Thanks. Um, And so I think it's pretty awesome that the daughter was given rockets in the 80s initially at all. Yeah. Because that would be like a boy's toy. Well, she was Al. Yeah. She was a tomboy growing up. And, and now she... she's a girl and likes girl things. Gross. Yeah. There are some F-bombs. Oh, the, the other f bomb. Yeah, I think that the kids are calling Twice. it the F-slur. Okay. That's because that, 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 that tells us what it, it is. It was the time. It was 1987. It was the time, but like, oof. Now, F was Hearing thrown in 87. That. that was thrown around a lot. Oh, yeah, I, I recall. I mean, not, I don't recall 87, but in the 90s, too. And that's yeah. certainly a term that I'm pretty happy is no longer in everyday usage. It's just kind of, ugh. Yeah, it was never in my common vernacular. No, so. I, I hope not. Um, so, happy ending? Happy ending, yeah. I'm so excited. Well, the house is destroyed. I'm really glad this didn't end up with one of those horror movie things of like, oh no, the demons are still out here. <laughs> this one must be one of the few horror movies where nobody dies. Nobody dies. Not even annoying teens that were at a party. Yeah. I thought for sure when I named this episode on jump scares, dead 30-year-old teens and the gate, that there would be some dead 30-year-old teens, but there weren't. No. And actually, the kids here look like children. Yeah. Even like, the boys look like teen boys. I don't know. Some of the teen boys did not. They didn't look like 30-year-old boys. They looked no. like 22-year-old boys. Teen yeah. boys. Borderline um, teen boys. Borderline teen boys. But the girls looked like teen girls. Yeah. Like actual teens. And the children looked like actual 9- to 10-year-olds. They were. His little hands were just like your youngest child's. Yeah. I don't know if we want to name the children on the podcast. Maybe not right now. Yeah, but but those little dimpled hands, I'm like, oh, that's just like our little dimpled hands as he's stabbing a knife <laughs> through it. I'm like, oh, I hope she doesn't do that. But overall, do you think it uh, it holds up? I think it holds up wonderfully. Me too. I think this would be a great a, a great one to show your kids. Yeah, early teens, perfect for them. Early teens. I think that our youngest kid can watch this. The the dude's just her age. But I don't I don't think she could handle the demons. No? No, I think she'd get scared. Maybe she'd become a demon killer. Maybe. That's the only way we can get her to become our demon slayer. John, uh, I want us to return to Brewer's Brews. Okay, I have... Well, I went to the float copper from Black Rocks. Yeah, and so I picked that up for you yesterday. Yeah, it's really good. I like Black yeah. Rocks brewing. So, float copper, we live in copper country. Yes. And that is relevant to another uh, shout-out that we want to do, like, swerving from Brewer's Brews really quickly. There is a bookstore called Artists in Calumet that we went to today, and it was the cleanest used bookstore I've ever been to. Yeah, especially for the amount of shelves they and have. So to... many shelves, so many amazing books, and also just beautiful pieces of just bric-a-brac from all over the country yeah. and the world, and especially locally. So we were we purchased a copper sieve. No, it wasn't a sieve. It was a colander that we just wanted to put on the wall because it was so pretty and we live in copper country and it's just some random antique copper sieve, probably 10 actually, but it looks copper enough to me. Um, And it's quite beautiful. And we got it at uh, Artist, which is a bookstore, a used bookstore in Calumet. So if you ever make it up to Calumet, Michigan, check out that bookstore. Yeah, it was very clean and very eclectic. Yeah, I mean, I, I know I keep emphasizing the clean thing, but... You, listener, you've been to a used bookstore, and they have a smell. Yeah, this one did not. This one did not at all. A part of me was like, oh, no, is it COVID again? But we've been totally vaccinated now. And also, we've just been drinking some very tasty coffee. So I know I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure that we still have our sense of smell. Yeah. Yeah. Well, John, we had Brewers Brew. Grossest Corner, I would say the grossest thing in this particular one would be the parents... At one point, ghost versions of their parents come, and the and Glenn runs up to his dad for help, and his dad's like, "How dare you!" And starts because it's like a demon ghost thing, and Glenn puts his fingers in his dad's face, 
and his face turns into milk, which yeah, was... It was like gooey and green, though. Yeah, it was gooey and green on his hands until he got back in the house and his hands were clean. Yeah, the, and the dad's head fell off. Just fell off, and, and the it, mom was hysterically laughing. It was, it was pretty good. It was pretty good, and it was pretty gross. Uh, there was also a Barbie leg in an eyeball. <laughs> that was cool. That was pretty cool, but eye stuff is... At least they didn't show the eye being punctured. So, yeah, the eye being punctured was really gross. Yeah, and, and I, yeah. I'm sure Barbie loved the, uh, or Mattel, is that who makes Barbie? Yeah. I'm sure they love to see that, a bloody Barbie leg in a horror movie. Well, let's just hope they didn't watch it. <laughs> oh, no, they could listen to this podcast, <gasps> and now they're going to get in trouble. Yeah, many years later. Many years later, uh, they're going to get in trouble. Well, I think I think that's going to do it for us today and uh, uh, this week. What do, what do you think next week? I know we've talked about a few things. Yeah, I don't know. I, as we're watching this movie, I would like to watch something truly scary. Okay. And not campy scary. Not, I, I, how I. About, how about we go to IMDb and pick out the highest rated scary movie? The highest rated scary movie on IMDb. Do you think it would be actually scary though? I'm guessing it would probably be The Exorcist, but who knows? Okay. Yeah. Highest rated scary movie on TV. That's what we're going to talk about next week. Yeah. And maybe we'll have another little game to talk about in the in the beginning. Sure, I'm up for that. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Figure it out. Figure it out. Uh, Letter Kenny is bond- <laughs> on Hulu. Okay, that's the first movie, that or first TV show we ever bonded over. Yes. But yes. on our first date, we only had enough time to basically say, you like horror? Yeah. You like kids? Yeah. Okay, bye. Yeah. And that was it. And that was when everything was written in stone. Because I wanted to make some Professor Trish comments, but I didn't oh. know if you knew Letter Kenny. <laughs> Professor Trish, Doctor Trish. I know, but on the show was okay. Professor okay, Trish. fine. On the show it could be Professor Trisha. I think he calls it. Yeah. All right, everybody. Well, John, you remember the sign off? Um. Yeah. It's stay scared and stay married. Goodbye. The intro and outro of our podcast is Fire and Ice Rock Mix by Stefan Kartenberg. Copyright 2017. Licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike license. Thank you, Stefan.